Hello, I'm Luther Manhole, and with me are co-hosts Reagan Bush and Brian Manning. This is Across the Puniverse, a podcast dedicated to examining the filmography of Maverick auteur Albert Pune. Uh What's up, guys? Hey. How's it going? Uh, before we get started, I'm just going to remind everyone again that we have an email address, acrossthepuniverse at gmail.com. Uh, all of your Cyborg Challenge submissions can be directed there. Any comments or questions, we still, you know, these are coming out and we're banking them, so we're not even going to be able to, like, really listen to these in real time. But, you know, uh, send your stuff there for sure. Um, I'm just expecting to get some weird messages from people. Uh, hey, we'll come back with a full Cyborg Challenge episode. Yeah. You know? <laughs> What does that involve? <laughs> okay, see the movie Cyborg. Well, hold on. Let's introduce our yeah, okay, guest. Well, okay, okay, we'll get our, our guest in there. Uh, our guest is Harry Cantwell from Succumb and Bostonog. Welcome, Hello. Harry. Thank hey. you. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to discuss this beautiful film. Absolutely, <laughs> yeah. but Harry, let me let me catch you up real quick on what the Cyborg Challenge is. The Cyborg Challenge yes, is we want um, listeners of the pod. And you, musicians, we want anyone. <laughs> I mean, obviously we want musicians involved. We want you to take the movie Cyborg and treat it like a silent film and score the entire the entire movie <laughs> musically okay. as if it were that's a silent all. film. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's it. A, that's a si- well, it's a challenge. Yeah. It's, not, not, it's, not a, it's not a fun ride. It's a challenge. <laughs> yeah. It's not a walk in the park. Gonna, you gotta, I thought this was like a... Cinnamon challenge kind of thing I could not. No, it's yeah. <laughs> Do you want to compose a feature length? Uh, it's going to take you at least soundtrack. eighty-five minutes if you. I mean, you know. So going to be entirely percussive because that's all I can really do. Absolutely, yeah, one hundred percent. Sure, yeah. There's some movies that have come. I mean, Birdman. Uh, Birdman comes to mind. Yeah, Whiplash has a lot of. This movie isn't entirely percussive, but uh, the moment in Taxi Driver where they focus in on the the man playing drums on the street, one of my top ten favorite moments in any movie ever. (laughs) I don't know why I thought of that. uh, It's got nothing to do with shit, but hey. It's not only drums, but when I I was in Drumline in middle school and high school, and uh, so when the movie Drumline came out starring Nick Cannon, uh, I loved it. You know, loved the movie, and uh, I rewatched it in the past year. Uh, it kicks ass. I watched it with my partner. She did say she liked it more than Whiplash, which is, I think, a very funny take to say That's that fun. Drumline is just better Whiplash. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, Whiplash. But, yeah, number two on the drum movie list. <laughs> but it rocks. Uh, I think I mean, in the it, company exactly of men, you think it is. I think in the company of men, that Neil Abute movie has all drums as the score yeah. too. Interesting. Uh, what was the one that came out recently too? The guy, the the deaf drummer in metal bands, the sound, sound of metal, <laughs> sound of metal. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know a little something about that movie. Yeah, you, yeah, yeah, yeah. Harry did the drums for that. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> thanks for that. Uh, thanks for that assist. Yeah. <laughs> Very cool, though. I've actually never seen Whiplash. 
yeah it's i i i love it i mean i was gonna say actually i mean i think a lot of people really like it so uh i i'm haven't i mean i just saw babylon damien chazelle's newest movie and i was not really a fan but uh i liked whiplash i didn't see la la land that was not really it didn't seem like my thing well yeah let's do that i enjoyed la la land yeah oh yeah i just saw the bridge i was in la and we were in like Pasadena or wherever that bridge I, I saw I was like oh that's the bridge where they're dancing on the, in that movie oh <laughs> uh, <laughs> what have you seen lately anyone anyone seen anything lately have you seen me lately I don't know sorry I uh, I'll, I'll just get right out of the story. way I haven't I haven't watched any movies or I've only been really doing video game stuff the past week so I've not really watched anything this week so. I haven't either yeah I'm going to see Skinnamarink tomorrow yeah oh, it's yeah, in theaters really right good. I want to see that yeah, I a little peek behind the curtain. I sent Kirsten a message. If you want to go, we're going or Luther Manhole. Excuse me, we're going. Are to you seven guys going tomorrow. to go tomorrow? Yeah, we're going to seven okay. tomorrow. I'm glad I wasn't the first. That's one interesting. To do that. I have to cook a uh, pasta sauce and a uh, right. bechamel That's tomorrow right. night, right. but we'll see. We'll see where I'm at in that process. By uh, sounds like a very fake skin excuse. Skin uh, Yeah, <laughs> I'm, ma- I'm making a lasagna for this weekend. Another wow. another peek behind the curtain. Nice. Ray Gunn and I are, and some of our other <laughs> friends are going on a cabin trip this weekend. So, uh, uh, got it. I'm, well, I'm making a lasagna for uh, for Friday. So mm, delicious. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> this uh, is the type of gr- the the great uh, talk you can get on this yeah, show. Yeah, really get into the pu- the gritty pune info. Um, have, uh, did you? Yeah, did you watch anything this week other yeah, than this movie? I, I did. Brian was excited for me to bring this up. I uh, saw Avatar. The oh, mm. sweet. Yeah, what'd you think? <laughs> uh, I thought it was awful. <laughs> yeah, Hell yeah. yeah You're in good company. <laughs> the script, especially, is just every piece of dialogue is. Oh yeah, it's like it's, the first pass on everything. It's yeah, it's so it sucks. Yeah, it's <laughs> right. <laughs> people, this is like people are. It's like episode one or something where people are like convincing themselves that this is good and not bad or something like. Mm. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, it has strong prequel energy. Which I mean, I know a lot of people that I know that like. Uh, Avatar 2 and stuff in Avatar, they would say, yes, exactly, because they also <laughs> probably like the prequels. Like, that's, you know, they'd be like, yes, I agree. It is like the prequels. Those movies that's are That's kind of generalization is going to get you some angry emails, I think. Yeah. Everyone who likes Avatar loves the Star Wars prequels. Yeah, yeah. But, <laughs> I don't know. Pre- and, and, like, even, like, similar to Jar Jar Binks, I feel like they, this is, like, in every every critical review I've I've read has said this, but it's true where, like, the Navi or whatever just feel like the most, like, cartoonish like mishmash of racial stereotypes it's yeah like, they suck to, they, it's 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 not good i don't really yeah. don't like it i don't i just really find the design in general uh yeah hard to look at i think you this know, is it's aesthetically very unpleasant to watch i yeah. think if the navi oh. were tiny and cute that it would be way more palatable for me than like giant hot like yeah, people. I think if they were more like Ewoks the size of or like man, Stitch say. from Lilo and Stitch or something, yeah, maybe oh, yeah. thirteen inches. Maybe they're like you know, a, yeah, the size take. of a Tim Thomerson style doll man. <laughs> I mean, uh, if you watch Doll Man, any movie is going to sound like it, it'll be better if the main character is tiny. Well, here's yeah. something, <laughs> Doll Man. Yeah, yeah. Let's talk absolutely. about it. Albert Pune, uh, his fourteenth feature, nineteen ninety one. Yeah, uh, and I will say doll this. Man. You can probably watch Doll Man three times in the time it takes you to watch Avatar 2 colon The Way of the Water, but 
Yeah, what's you know, the, what's I would the rather run time wa- on I this would bad truly time? rather watch it three times in a row than watch yeah, it. What's I the would, time? too. Yeah. It's 80 minutes, but it ends at 75. <laughs> yeah, so it has five minutes of credits. Yeah, and it, has yeah, like it does about everything it. you could ever want a movie to do <laughs> in that time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I guess it's, it's kind of like going to see a headlining band and they play it for like 20 minutes or something. Yeah. Yeah. I just have to get it out of the... Yeah. I got to get it out of the way right away, first of all. For, I think this is the first one that does not start with expository voiceover. Oh, yeah. There's no it voiceover. Yeah. It feels like a real movie. My second note is this is a real movie. Yeah. I wrote that down. Like, it felt <laughs> yeah. more like, I don't know. It felt like Well, the soundtrack kicks ass. And yes. it, like, starts soundtrack the movie really off. Cool. It uh, starts with the hostage scene, and that's like, yeah. I don't know. It was actually a really cool way to start it. Uh, I do it's think... Like a- Cobra beginning or something. The where city looks awesome, and I was answers. like, "Holy shit, this looks yeah. good!" But then I looked it up, and it was like repurposed footage from Buck Rogers in the twenty first, twenty fifth century. Yeah, just repurposed yeah. from a different movie. But it looks <laughs> good. I mean, yeah, yeah. I will say that you saying that it felt like a real movie. Um, this being my first. What's his name? P- Albert Pian. Albert Pian. Pian. Yeah. Um, I haven't seen any other Albert Payne movies, and this didn't feel that much like a real movie to me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, it's just... I, I find it very enjoyable, but... Not that his other movies aren't real movies. It just it just felt like this one, the way it starts, it, it just wasn't as, like, uh, as, like, instant, like, as formulaic. Because a lot of his stuff does kind of follow, even if it's, like, confusing, it's still, like starts with voiceover that explains everything and there's kind of voiceover throughout all of his movies yeah. and there, there's kind of that just didn't happen at all in this one it actually kind of let the even if i mean for me in general with this movie uh i'll talk a lot about what i like because i loved it but uh i think my, my biggest negative with this movie is just some of the dialogue like especially at the beginning this whole scene with like when they're <laughs> With like the fat ladies and stuff, they just like and the and the kids, they just like keep going, like keep like harping on that. I'm just like, okay, I get it. That's it's the just like it's kind shit. of uncomfortable. I feel like to watch right there. Yeah, but my big complaint uh, is not enough. Doll man being small in relation to people being big. Yeah, <laughs> like, I mean, I get it. It's hard to film it. <laughs> yeah. It's hard to film it. You yeah. know, like I actually really like that it like start the whole first half of the movie. It basically maybe a little less than half, but pretty close. It's just him on his home planet called like Arturos or something like Arturos. that, <laughs> and like uh, they're normal size like on their planet, right? Everyone is, is he, yeah. so he's like, inter- the first half of the movie is him on his own planet, interacting with people, his size. You have no idea why the movie's called doll man for half the movie. Yeah. Um, you're like, where are the dolls? Uh, I actually have a note here that I wrote that just said, where and what are the dolls? <laughs> yeah. And that was like 25 minutes in the movie. Yeah, yeah. no, it, it's, it's a lot. <laughs> that said, uh, the whole first half kicks a lot of ass. It's like, yeah, no, it's cool. Legit. Awesome. They like, straight up go Western. to the same place that they go to a nemesis. Definitely. It's, like, it's definitely the it's same legit. place. Dude, it's it's all the same place. shit. It's in cyborg. It's that in kind nemesis. of like junkyard. It's in. Thing yeah. yeah. And that place what? is also where they shot RoboCop, like the end of RoboCop, nice. and like it's got to uh, be in the, s- the Nightmare on Elm Street level two. Of arcade, also, yeah. like when they it's go Kaiser there, Steel Mill in Fontana, California is that's what I could come up with. But like mm. that sideways there so building many shots is nuts. That, so many shots to me that just looked like a million different classic like thrash metal album covers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of uh, 
death Peace angel cells. ultra violence yeah covers going on <laughs> yeah maybe they I jumped saw on this movie. Uh, right after the movie i jumped on the metal archives to see if uh any bands are called arturos and not taken yet nice. it's pretty good say. yeah <laughs> this movie is pretty metal in a lot of ways it's yeah. also oh very i don't i think there's some cool like class stuff in this movie too it feels like it what you know it wants to say like cops are bad and that like no one's gonna help you and stuff yeah, yeah like, near, near the end know? jackie earl haley is that his name jackie earl haley yeah, yeah. yeah. Academy Award goes winner. Little, like there's that <laughs> is he for what for little children oh wow cool. i'm pretty sure i think he won he's a nominated yeah. at least anyway okay i just know him as rorschach but um bad news yeah, that kind of he he has that little speech at the end that's sort of like about how it's the man who doesn't want yeah us to rise up and that whole and I, I kind of like that a little bit of like injected a little bit of political yeah something in there. There's some of that in there a lot from basically that those two characters like the two uh, him and the uh, I can't I think of the the female lead's name Debbie <laughs> right. Yeah, Debbie. yeah, yeah. Debbie, to be honest, right. yeah, yeah. I didn't think yeah, this Debbie. movie. They had... do say it a lot. I can't. Yeah, yeah. Debbie. <laughs> it's not a super strong characterization in this movie. Yeah, even, you even know. compared to some of the other ones. It really did. I sent a clip to, uh, to you, Brian, and and uh, Ray earlier of the little dancing man from Tim and Eric with Ted yeah, Danson, like where he's that, small. Yeah. <laughs> and this whole movie, like I saw that years ago. I've never seen doll. I've never seen Doll Man, so. The whole this whole movie, I really just was picturing it as Ted Danson the whole time. I think that would have improved the experience. <laughs> he a does lot have a this, Ted Danson like. Oh, it's like full appearance. on. I feel like a yeah. He feels like Danson right there, and he's wearing these huge general, pleated pants, which yes. like it's his just pants like, are enormous. Yeah, he, like, it's all Danson like to me. Yeah. Like he like it's full. He's gone full yeah. Danson. It's 1991, and like uh, as soon as he showed up, I was like, who? is this man like he he's amazing i love him he's so fascinating he's like yeah he's tim like thomerson. Tim, thomerson. Tim, tim thomerson tim thomerson yeah. he's like uh near dark is um, what most people would probably know him from hmm. I forgot he's in that near dark um, okay as soon as he walked on, on screen i was like it's like a clint eastwood meets like huey lewis it's like a <laughs> his whole vibe is so so good i love it his outfit is great I love his hair. <laughs> yeah. I love his intermittent sunglasses that kind of just come on and off every, like whatever he feels like it. Yes. <laughs> I love all the, uh, the, just the names and numbers are crazy. They're like 3.4 children may have died. And like stuff <laughs> like that. It's like, what does that mean? I did write something down and I can't remember what the context of this was, but I just wrote down 50,000 molecular ions. Yeah. That was like, like is that money? I don't, yeah, I'm not, I I think don't that's know. Money, yeah, money maybe. Like okay, it's yeah. unclear, but <laughs> yeah, he's adult. having a standoff with a guy who he's faced before and has slowly blown to pieces so that he's <laughs> nothing but a head on like a drone, basically. A drone, yeah. like, that's pure full moon too, because yeah. he's kind of oh, gross yeah. and shit. Yeah, yeah. Like, and it's just that shot. He's my favorite character of the whole ass. movie. Yeah, I, lo- I thought the I love like, practical character. effects of him were actually really cool looking. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I thought like, they made it work. Great. It looks cool. Yeah. Uh, and I love um, their kind of standoff that they have with his gang. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I like loved his gang. <laughs> they had this whole kind of like. There's a there's a scene where. He like ex- like this the skinnier guy in his gang, and he basically like blows him in half, and he's like yeah. laying there smoking a cigarette. Yeah, <laughs> and I was like, I feel like I'm watching like 
It's like Richard E. Grant and like Withnail and I or something. Their whole like, they, they have this kind of scrappy like, Dexy's Midnight Runners fucking trench coats kind of scarves and that's why I'm part yes. of that gang. I so fucking cool. I love when people in movies explode into me. Yeah. Everybody run yeah. down their favorite you moments. Get two. Who, you get two in this. What are your all-time favorite moments of meat explosions? I'll go first. Bride of Chucky is way, way Man. up there when the character is like, I don't want to be a part of this. And he steps into the highway and explodes. Oh, yeah, yeah. I remember that, yeah. <laughs> it's like the only thing I remember from that movie. Man, I'm trying to think. I mean, th- there is some stuff in Total Recall. Like, people totally fucking explode in that movie. Yeah. Street Trash uh, has a great explosion oh, yeah, where Street a man explodes a into meat. This yeah. is sort of a sort of a obvious one, but the... Uh, like the melting guy in uh, RoboCop when he gets hit by the uh, hit by Absolutely. the truck. Absolutely, yeah. I always love that. Yeah. Absolutely, that's a classic you know shot. That new movie, uh, Renfield. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> in the trailer, somebody yeah. explodes uh, into uh, meat. Uh, like it's a meat cool. explosion. I kind of want to see it just on that basis that there's a meat explosion I, in that movie. I haven't even yeah. seen the trailer already. I was already. This excited. is a this is a gross version, but Monty Python and the Meaning of Life. Oh, right? yeah, 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 of course. Yeah. I think about that all the, the time. End. Every time yeah, I eat explosion. too much. You think about Mr. Creosol? But, sir, it's only a wafer thin <laughs> wafer, yeah, yeah, wafer thin. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know, I liked a lot of Monty Python growing up. Haven't seen it in a long time. Yeah. Is it still good? You know? That's same definitely something. Me, but I loved it as a kid. Yeah, yeah, same. I loved uh, Holy Grail and... Uh, meaning of life. I mean, holy grail. I feel like still holy grail got. Yeah. Sorry, what was that? I just think it holds up still. What were you about? Oh, were yeah. you about to say? It well, I was gonna say up? holy grail kind of got ruined a bit for me by like people telling or just quoting it too much. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, like people that were way too into it, whose humor sense of humor was not mine. It's right. like it's real for, awesome for power me, situation. Yeah. Oh yeah. For me, I already didn't like Lord of the Rings as a kid. I, I was like, I'm kind, that's kind of a controversial take of mine, I guess, is I'm kind of a Lord of the Rings hater. But it wasn't like that much of a hater for it until the movies came out. And I saw the first movie and I didn't really like it. But there was a kid, like a lot of people were doing Gollum impressions. I would say this is the time <laughs> Oh, period. my God. There was so many Gollum impressions. And I'm, you know, I'm 32 now. So this is, I mean, how long ago is that? It was 20, I'm, I'm, I'm probably like, you know... 12 or whatever and i just remember there's this kid i'm not going to name him but there's this kid on my bus <laughs> i do remember his name and where he lived and everything because uh, i went to school i went to school with Say him for like name. nine Say like 10 years so i went to school with him forever <laughs> he would do Gollum impressions on the bus i mean i took the bus for years so on the bus every day for years he would do the Gollum impersonation and uh yeah, he would say my precious a lot and talk to people in the Gollum voice just pretty much <laughs> all through like middle school. <laughs> yeah, it, like at the end of elementary and middle school because we all yeah lived around there. But yeah, that's uh, terrible. So I, I can't I can't uh, even so even just like seeing Gollum in a anything it just like triggers my flight or yeah fight or flight. I'm just like <laughs> ready to to get the fuck out of there when I start hearing that shit. <laughs> On the other what end, are, and, and other end of the spectrum, I uh, I saw Fellowship of the Ring in the theater. I think like thirteen times. Yeah, Ooh, and I, I think probably like five or six of those were probably with Brian. I'm, assuming, I'm guessing. Yeah. Oh yeah, I definitely yeah. saw it maybe like a shitload. In the now theaters. let's run down everyone's ages if we don't mind. I'm 84, so I'm 38. <laughs> when Fellowship of the Ring came out, I was a, I was what 
16. I liked it. I thought you meant you were 84 years old. I am 84 <laughs> years old. Okay. Cool. Uh, no, I was born in 83. Okay. Yeah, I'm so we're 82. All, so, we're all right yeah. around there. And then I'm 90, yeah. so I'm just a little, I'm yeah. like, I'm younger. So, yeah, okay. I, it definitely, it, I remember it being like, me. I might have been in like fifth or sixth grade even. I was yeah. already a fan of the books before the movies came I out. I read them all like, in elementary school. I read yeah. The Hobbit and then the, the three main ones. I didn't read the the yeah. whatever the Silmarillion Silmarillion I think yeah didn't read yeah, that I, I read and enjoyed that read as that. well I yeah. will say even though I don't like Lord of the Rings really uh, the Shadow of Mordor video game and Shadow of War game both of those games fucking rock if you want a game to play with a sword where you can cut dudes heads and arms and shit off uh, you just kill a lot of orcs in that game but it's cool that's fun it's actually good. Yeah. I think Brian and I being black metal teenagers, it was kind of, you were required to like Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Kind of yeah. An that, expert knowledge of it. But I mean, like, that movie's, like, legit good. Like, the music's oh, good. Great. And, like, it's there's like my, definitely flaws in them. But, oh, I'll definitely still take that a hundred times, yeah. like, those over some Avatar. of the smaller stuff. Because at least it's, like, in-camera stuff. I feel like we've had this exact conversation before on here about Lord of the Rings, but Probably. at least it's, like, in-camera stuff, you know, and they're doing yeah. shit with perspective. And... Yeah. Speaking of those types of uh, perspectives and shots, there's a lot of that in Dollman. Yeah. yeah. Jackson well, okay. learned a thing or two from this movie. I <laughs> was wishing that there was forced perspective and stuff, and it's yeah. like, it's the worst. Yeah. They were, I think they were version. trying. It didn't just didn't get it right or something. Here's my pitch: Peter Jackson remake Doll Man. Now, yeah, that would be that would kick sick. ass. You're the only man that can do it. <laughs> <laughs> I said to Brian while we were watching it, I was like, I would actually love to see this movie remade. Nothing changed except the effects are perfect. Yeah, exact yeah. same yeah. script, preferably the same cast. No, that's impossible. But and they, you could they, somehow just kind it's of actually not, you could remaster I don't think it. so. Yeah. I think you could do it with the same cast. Great, let's do just it. Just get Tim Thomerson. <laughs> Thomerson's old yeah. as hell, but he could step into the Bardo's shoes. All he does one is just time. stand and shoot his fucking like the strongest gun in the multiverse or yeah, it's whatever. like a molecular yeah. destroys yeah. you on a molecular level. Like it, yeah. yeah. At first when they're when they're all the same size people, he shoots people just for anyone who hasn't seen this yet. He shoots people with his pistol once and they explode into meat and like guts and stuff. And he kills two guys that dispatches two guys that way. And yeah, then I, isn't there he, some sort of explanation where it's like separating people's atoms or something? Yeah, he says it, yeah, they say they it at some point, like but that. I like yeah, yeah, I didn't really write we, it down. We kind of glossed over this, but at the beginning, this was so crazy. I was like, this is really bad writing. Even though I will say, I think this is one of Pian's best movies, and I'm going to give this an enthusiastic thumbs up at the end of this. But uh, at the beginning, Bardo walks in and without doing anything really, gets diffuses the situation by making the yeah. ladies pass out and they knock the guy yeah. down. And then he walks out and the chief is furious with him. Yeah, because he didn't want him to go and he's like freaking out about it. I was it. very and confused like, about that too. It's like there was zero casualties, no damage. Seems well, like I guess they said that sh- they they had they were they had cardiac arrest the two ladies. Isn't that what happened? <laughs> it's not his fault. Well, uh, <laughs> and then they and then on the news they said it was even worse. They said that he killed like 
What didn't they say that he killed like twenty yeah, that, something people? That news report was insane because it was like we they just exaggerated it was the like shit out the of it. possible suspect. We have a name, Brick Bardo, and it was like it was just like there. Well, the news was almost basically saying like our hearsay is that it's <laughs> yeah. this guy, a cop. Yeah, like it's pretty wild, but I loved it. I mean. I love when he's in his room watching the news and then like a shaft of light opens from the other side and a guy just shoots all around him. This is before they take him to the guy who's floating head. That really reminded me uh, yet again of an element of a crime that first Lars von Trier movie stylistically just like there's so much overlap. I don't know why, but there is. Anyway. That, that shot, there's like a really cool shot like a like a distant shot of him in that room. That's awesome. It's like these like two beams of light. The room makes there's no the two sense. Fans, like at the top. Yeah. Where there's like light coming out of the fans. Yeah. Brian and I were like trying to figure out like logistically how this room works. Like there's like, he has one window that's like ankle level. And then the guy who kind of pops out of the window and starts shooting him, like appears to just be standing there. Yeah. So I don't know if like this room is like <laughs> a weird, like half, like a mezzanine off or the something. Ground? Yeah. It's very yeah. strange. Oh, hi. Didn't see you there. It's me, Raygun Bush, here with a little ad break for you. Now I want to talk about the Flinzer, the record label that my band is on. The Flinzer is an incredible record label, home to many awesome artists like Brian's band, Bostonage, or how about Have a Nice Life, Planning for Burial, Amulets, Elizabeth Colorwheel, and so many more. You can get 10% off on albums and merch from these bands at nowflinzing.com when you enter promo code NEMESIS at checkout. You heard that right. Promo code NEMESIS will get you 10% off at the online Flinzer store. Now, offer does not apply to pre-orders or memberships and to the future listeners, it will expire in 2024. So hop on it today and grab some cool stuff at a great price from nowflinzing.com. Now, back to the Puniverse. I Just before we move on, I know we talked about the exploding guys, but I just have to say, uh, when he did shoot those two guys and they did explode, I screamed out loud, fuck yes. Yeah, I just, I loved it. I yeah. actually shouted. I, I worked from home. And uh, he's watching it while working, and yeah, it's just, sign of a good movie. Yeah, it's great when people explode and it's like meat inside of mannequins. This rules, <laughs> yeah. You know? yeah, yeah. It was really fucking. Another weird. really good one is Breakout. It's a Charles Bronson movie. At the end, the bad guy he gets hit by a plane propeller and explodes into meat. Nice. <laughs> I'm totally drawing a blank on people exploding movies. Yeah, I feel like I've seen a shitload, but yeah. I, I just like. How about I Scanners? Yeah, the fa- very famous ultimate meat explosion. Yeah. yeah, movies where people's head explodes. I watched Death Race two thousand. That has some good like so the gore is great. In that, that movie's movie, pretty actually. solid. I love Death Race two thousand. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, Dawn of the Dead. Really when they good. shoot that guy in the head, his head explodes. It's fucking crazy. Yeah, Frighteners. Planet Terror. <laughs> You're just has looking some at a exploding. list of, of yeah, movies. Yeah, I am. Yeah, I am. Is this is Wikipedia. Just movies with exploding heads in them. <laughs> Yeah, movies where people's head explode. Yeah. <laughs> the internet's amazing. Back um, in the movie, oh, were you gonna say? What were you gonna say, Harry? Sorry, I was just gonna say going back to that opening scene uh, where he's like freeing the hostages or whatever. Uh, I just wanted to point out, had my favorite line in the movie. I think. Well, there's a few really good lines, but um, there's a part where he was just like, 
Is his name Brick? Brick Bardo? Yeah, Brick yep. Bardo, which is a name that's appeared <laughs> in a, a couple other European movies. Yeah, yeah. it was also yeah. in Radioactive Dreams, right? Yeah. But there's a line where and he Cyborg. was just like, it was like, there's going to be a lot of guts floating around in this laundromat, if you know what I mean. And it's yeah. like, yeah, you pretty much, much spelled that pretty, pretty clearly there. My favorite line is, we're going to war with the doll man. Yeah, that's a, yeah. that was, I marked that one down, too. For some yeah. reason, I don't know why this one was so funny to me, but when they were talking about, like, you, sometimes you got to fight fire with fire. Yeah, it's that like, was another sometimes you got to fight fire with water. And he said, it was just so funny to hear a small man say, some fires are too big. Right. <laughs> he said, I mean, some fires are too big. That's like, He also okay. kind of, like, pauses right before that line where it kind of makes you feel like he's, like, that's actually a good point. Water probably is better to fight fire. Right, with, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Maybe some fires are too big to put water on. Okay, here's another <laughs> thing that was crazy in this movie is Jackie Earl Haley finds the little guy who's float the head floating around, and yeah. he has like a whole conversation with that guy, and they bring him back to the club, and then there's a guy <laughs> bleeding out. Yeah. And he's like, I got shot by a little man and he's like a little man have another drink bud like i right. don't believe yeah you. he doesn't believe the and guy it's at like, all what you just brought in another little man like Isn't why that- would you not <laughs> completely believe my read on that was that like they hadn't seen that little man yet there was like the, what the but like that- how many little men do you need to see before yeah. you're no, like no no i mean like they had to see like only like one of them the guy that was there had had seen the 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 floating dude, like the just the head on the the drone. I don't know if like everyone at base had seen that guy yet. Well, I, th- but I think the whole but scene the, plays out like five had. feet away from the guy, and then he kills that guy, and then walks back over to the table in frame, and he's like, "This, look at this." Yeah. It's that guy, so I don't yeah. know. The head, the floating head even told him about Dollman. <laughs> he was like, or about Brick, Brick Bardo. Okay, their relationship is so amazing. I brought this up the other day, but it is still my favorite part when, like, basically, <laughs> the floating head guy makes a deal with Jackie Earl Haley, who's like some kind of crime boss or something. For yeah, some he's like reason. a gang leader. I keep waiting to find out who his boss is because he just seems like a lackey. He's the of, king of New York, he, I, I guess. guess. He's in charge. <laughs> <laughs> but um but like yeah. they're like negotiating and shit. And then like abruptly Jackie Earl Haley's just like, no, and he like smashes him with his hand. Kills that character. Like halfway that through the movie. So much. That's yeah. so good. I, I, I said to Brian when that happened, because I was experiencing all this for the first time. And I was just like, do we really not see that character ever again? He's like, and Brian was like, nope, that's it. Like, oh, right. <laughs> Such a, one of the best death scenes I've ever seen. Yeah. It's like no, halfway it a little over cool. halfway through the movie and he's like the main antagonist for the entire <laughs> yeah. beginning of the movie and then jack errol haley basically just like is like fuck you crushes him <laughs> and then he becomes the bad guy for the rest it's of the movie <laughs> it's like smoldering yeah it's just like bo- it looks like it's like boiling hot like he's just like smushed yeah. in there's this like yeah. mist coming off of it so it's like <laughs> I, so. I love to like in that scene he's he uh jack errol haley had already been shot by doll man doll man when when he's a doll or doll sized or rather he shoots regular humans. It doesn't blow them up like it does when they're the same size as him or whatever, but they like get these festering wounds that don't heal, it seems. Yeah. Um, so Jackie Earl Haley's shot and is he's all fucked up, and then the head like temporarily heals him, and then he crushes the head immediately either. afterwards. Yeah. Like he's like 
What the fuck? He's like, you got to work for me. Yeah. He's like, work (laughs) for you or whatever, and then smushes him. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, don't you? There's like a possibility someone else is going to get shot. You might want him to heal him. Maybe keep him around. It seems like he's pretty useful. Yeah. You think you'd keep the magic healing guy around for a little bit longer? You know. But Jack Harrow Haley doesn't think like that. No. Yeah. I will say I really liked. uh, This is kind of off topic, but just I really liked all the exteriors of New York in this. There's just lots of shots of New York going on. Especially with that first setup when they transition into like now we're in New York yeah, and they yeah. do like the whole like kind of mini montage of like the robbery yeah. happening and all that shit. I thought that was all good. It was. Like, I thought I, that, that was me, cool. The whole movie shot in LA like, though, except for those couple yeah, exterior scenes. Is that true? Yeah. <laughs> and oh, the wow. fu- the fucking uh, the convenience stores in Los Angeles. It said so in IMDb at least. Oh, crazy. But, I also liked that scene. It made it feel more like a real movie. It was added. Yeah, that's like that. That is probably right around when I wrote down this is a real movie. (laughs) It just felt more like I don't know. I because again, I feel like that's maybe that's making it sound like I'm putting down his other movies because I I don't think this is even my favorite of his. Uh, It's just that I don't know. There's just stuff in this that felt more like a original thing to me than a lot of the stuff he's made. Uh, which even if I like some of that stuff, because originality doesn't necessarily equal better, you know, but uh, yeah, I don't know. What were you going to yeah, say, Harry? I made notes of that first, uh, like when they f- first show you Earth 2, and I was like, man, Earth seems like pretty badass. Like there's like great funky <laughs> music playing. It's like your, uh, every shot is like, I felt like I was watching like a biohazard video. Everyone looked so fucking yeah. cool. It does have a kind of music video editing during that scene. It's like a totally. montage introducing and it's like the far, Bronx. It's like far too long, but in a great yeah. way. I, yeah. I, it seems yeah. to me like people are being filmed just like on the streets. Like they were driving by with cameras because some of those people are just keep, like staring daggers asked. at them. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Straight up. There's like an old man in, the, in that montage that has no idea he's an old yeah. man. Yeah, yeah I love Keegan it. was doing honestly. it under, under the skin style. Yeah. I think it makes the shots look cool. Like, yeah. Honestly. It's great. It, does, it is weird, but yeah, effective. What were you gonna say? Yeah, I just left uh, left that scene being like, "Earth is fucking cool." <laughs> the music throughout this movie is cool. awesome. Like, I think it's the best yeah. mu- music in any of Pian's movies. Um, like, the main theme is great. And, I agree. Like, I mean, there's there's probably some stronger like song songs in like Radioactive Dreams. Yeah, I think and I love some, maybe another couple other <laughs> movies. Dreams a little more. But, but I mean, like the score, really the score yeah. itself, or like the you know, like the backing tracks of the movie that weren't just like the songs were higher quality in this. And it was a to- uh, Tony Ripperetti, is that his name? It was him. He did the soundtrack for this. He's yeah. a returning yeah. character in in uh, the universe. Well, I know. I looked uh, up to see if the if oh, the soundtrack was ever released, either like as a reissue or even back then. It never was. But I thought the hmm. soundtrack was like genuinely very. Didn't good. come out on Moonbeam yeah. Records or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently not. <laughs> uh, I looked for that at the end in the credits and I didn't see it. But I also, you know, I could. I forgot. It or whatever. Uh, you know, I we watched the behind the scenes thing and Charles Band. Yeah. Seems very proud of this movie. I saw like a newer think, feature too. Yeah. He's a weird ageless freak too. I think yeah, he's like a yeah, vampire or something. He was yeah. sitting next to Tim Thomerson, looked like he was about to fall apart. Oh like, yeah, I watched that too. Yeah, yeah. I was like, how how much older can Charles Band be than Tim Thomerson? You know, that's but on like, my Blu-ray. I watched that earlier. Um, it's like one of the special features or whatever. And it said it was from 2013. So like, 
Yeah. That's almost 10 years ago at this point. I bet Tim Thomerson's looking even crazier now. Well, yeah, he looked really old in that. Like, he was just like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, while uh, <laughs> Tim Charles Thomerson Band's is like, 76 years old. Yeah. Tim Thomerson is 76. Really? That's it? I was very shocked to find on his Wikipedia that he got his start in stand-up comedy. He did stand-up comedy? Is that what you said? Yeah. yeah. Like I he, watched like, some before this. Wow. Yeah, how was it? Not good. <laughs> I was going to say, there was nothing in this performance that led me to believe that he had ever could have possibly done comedy. Yeah. Yeah. But maybe that's just a testament to how well he plays this character. It's very yeah. hard-boiled. Charles Band is five years younger than... Uh, Tim Thomerson. What do y'all like full moon movies and stuff? Because I was like thinking about full moon, and it's just like versus like okay, watching Death Race two thousand. I was thinking about Corman and stuff like that, and I'm like, man, I need to find the other Corman movies that have good gore and violence and stuff like like this one because like man, some of this stuff is just so fun. It's like that really paint red blood and yeah. stuff, you know. Yeah. But like full moon. It's just kind of, there's always something missing with their shit, yeah. you know, that made me kind of not get into it. But then some of them, then you watch like Pit and the Pendulum, Stuart Gordon or Castle Freak. And it's yeah. like, it's Blood great, Dolls. you know, Blood, Doll- well, I, well, yeah. Blood Dolls is fun in, in spite oh, of itself, so maybe. It but issues, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I definitely, Master uh, 3, though, maybe is pretty cool. Go ahead. I was going to say, I definitely agree with what you're saying as an assessment of Full Moon, but I also, like, definitely grew up watching those, and I remember, like, uh, you'd rent them, I mean, it's, it's like, straight-to-video fare, really, so it's all, everything they do is on a very limited budget and stuff, but, like, I guess maybe when I was younger, I didn't notice it as being that far off from the, like, the Hollywood standard or whatever, but, like, I don't know, I always just love these fucking crazy movies that they put out. Like, I mean, there's definitely standouts, like, Castle Freak and Pen and Pendulum are both, like, legitimately awesome movies. And, yeah. you know, a, a Doll Man kicks ass. Um, they're, they're, they definitely, the quality is pretty uneven across the board. Some of the, like, subspecies, I remember being really terrible. I haven't seen those. I haven't seen Shrunken Heads. Like, that's maybe a good one. That's Richard Elfman. Yeah. yeah. What is the, there's, man, is Man of the House one? Isn't that? Head of the House. Head, head of, the of the House. house. I watched head that. Of the, that head was of the Family, right? Yeah, head, head of the, of the family. family. That's Thank what it you. Was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you watch that? I've seen it. I saw it, like, it's one of those movies I watched, like, four or five times when I was a teenager. I haven't seen it in, like, probably 25 years. Yeah, but so I remember, that's a Charles Band movie. Yeah. yeah. Okay, got it. Cool. That's who we're talking about. Yeah. He directed that and produced it, and it was a full moon he, this guy, if, I don't know, do, maybe, Ray, do, could you explain who Charles Band is for any listener well, who might not know who this I is? Mean, I mean, he, we've kind of talked around it. He's but. just like a, a a mogul, basically, who's dealt in low-budget film for like a long time because he had Empire Pictures before this, and they were doing theatrical shit. So, like, he already had worked with Stuart Gordon on, like, From Beyond, I think, is that. Dolls is definitely a band, Gordon, theatrical before the days of full moon but then full moon was i think band was just convinced early on that video was the future you know and so mm. full moon is all straight to video shit from what i uh, well i don't know because puppet master i mean that one, was definitely a legitimate business model for a while to release yeah. shit straight to video i mean because trauma essentially was doing that but yeah fucking lloyd kaufman like insists on 
the theatrical release of his films mm-hmm. and stuff. He also insisted on shooting everything on film for a long time. And I know <laughs> that's that really he, cool. He like derides uh, Charles Band and he's like calls Charles Band a hack and stuff. But yeah. at the end of the day, now that the dust is cleared, like I I might actually side with Band over Kaufman. I th- but I just think Kaufman think is fucking mean and not nice. <laughs> and I, I think Charles I really Band about seems it. like there's a still fun some of that in in band as well. I mean, they're yeah. just like in Blood Dolls. I mean, some of those tw- it's racist in some ways, and <laughs> but the character is racist. I guess on that thing is what, earlier, like, it's within the context of the movie. They they talk about how like yeah. yes, I he says yes, I am a racist, but an equal yeah. opportunity one. That's like his line yeah, that we love yeah. to quote. <laughs> on that video clip earlier, he's like trying to hawk these toys that are like anti-racist toys or something. Like, uh, did you did you see That's that part? Weird. No, I didn't see. It. <laughs> he's just yeah. like in the video clip on the Blu-ray. He's like talking to Tim Thomerson, but he's like showing off these weird dolls that they're like. They're Full Moon is like heavily into merchandise, which. I don't know if that's good or bad, really, but <laughs> I mean, it's an yeah. interesting like approach, I guess. Smart. I don't want to go yeah. to bat saying that Band is like a good guy or anything, but I'm just <laughs> yeah, saying yeah, that yeah. like <laughs> Woodcock, man. Just the older I get, the less I like respect him and his body of work and stuff like that. Yeah. You know. <laughs> Do you want to talk about There's fun stuff? Racist in there. I watched. Stuff. Tra- you, used to watch trauma shit too. Citizen Toxie does like a parody of. That real hate crime where they drag that guy behind the truck in Texas. They like do a joke about that in that wow. movie. So, I mean, <laughs> you know, so I don't know. I don't know. And honestly, I'm not looking forward to looking into it. I won't be. One of my greatest fears, <laughs> fellas, is that I'm going to die and wake up and I'll be a baby and have to relive my entire life and I won't be able to change anything. <laughs> but have all these yeah. exact same experiences all over again yeah because that means i'm gonna watch citizen toxie again i'm gonna own citizen toxie on dvd and be like why do i have this that's the one thing you really just don't want to relive no, out of but everything. that's just one of the things you know that's part of it speaking of toxic waste that seems to be what the uh the lead actress in this movie does for a living is work in a toxic waste warehouse. She just does toxic waste. Yeah. yeah. It's like, get back. What are you laughing about? Get yeah. back to work. <laughs> the one time it that was another scene that had like very, very strange pauses in it. Yes. Like it did. there was like a good, like 30 to 45 seconds of silence before her coworker was like, made that joke about like a 13 inch man. Yeah. But it was like way too much space in between for, <laughs> The whole thing is very surreal, kind of like scene, yeah. It's also yeah. weird that also, we sit... Sorry, go ahead, go ahead, please. Oh, I was just going to say, I was also um, very confused about what what her job actually was. Yeah. Because <laughs> they mentioned something yeah, poor- about, like, we got to fucking take care of this toxic waste, or, I don't know, <laughs> do something with toxic pouring waste. pouring toxic waste into other containers. Yeah. I thought, she, like- I thought she was working in a drug lab or something. Was she not working in a drug lab? No. All I know is that they specifically mentioned toxic waste. They did. And there's also like barrels in the background and people are like filling them and stuff. I think that's supposed to be like, a legit job like yeah. at the toxic waste well, factory. It's weird. It sets it up as like a New York movie, but then New York is basically like a couple rooms and then they're like in a steel mill or something. Right. Yeah. yeah. In the ruins again. Just and, a different part than where it was. Okay. This makes a lot of sense now. It's filmed in LA. I didn't <laughs> yeah. realize that. But now that you say that. 
All the pieces are coming together. They totally go back to the place that they were in at the beginning of the movie when they were on a different planet, too. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Oh, yes. <laughs> but, yeah, that's, that, that's where kind of like the perspective issues drove me the most crazy, where he would just be like, he'd be like kind of like climbing on steel girders, like in a, like look at the tunnel where it's like no small version of that would exist. Right. In real life. There's also like one shot where, uh, I think <laughs> me and Brian pointed this out to each other when we were watching it, but like where they kind of attempt to have like a bottle next to him. Did you guys notice that? Like a green bottle? Yeah. <laughs> but the perspective is like still completely wrong. It's supposed it's to like be a the Coke bottle, bottle. Is like, yeah, but it's like half the size of him. Yeah. So it's, it's or not even that big. It's no, like probably, it like really it's probably small. Like up to like his knee. Yeah. So in like in real life, it would be like a, a giant bottle. Yeah. Or All like the, it would be lo- yeah. it would be bigger than a regular bottle, but nowhere near as big. All the size stuff is so poorly done. I mean, it is. It I really can't. Is. Yeah, it's the worst. I can't it's emphasize worst that enough. It's it really looks like shit. It's kind of like in Willow <laughs> when they have the brownies or whatever, and there's like a just like oh, green screen I or blue wish screen or whatever. That it looked that good, dude. I, but that stuff doesn't <laughs> like, even look that good. This this looks worse than I agree. It's this that, is that's like, like the worst shots. In this the is movie. like literally Tim Thomerson standing in front of like a movie screen, like yeah, that level yeah. of just like this is. Bad. Yeah, I feel like uh, with like how like decent some of like like the makeup work is and stuff, and like on the the floating head guy, like they couldn't they throw in a couple shots where he's just like next to like I don't know like a paperclip, and it's like you can see how big the paperclip is. Like that wouldn't be that hard to make. They like, do it a couple a times. Paperclip, right? They did. Like, like or no? I just mean like towards the end they do they try to do some stuff where like. I remember there's a scene where he's attached to the car and they show yeah. it like, oh my driving God. and they that, show that him like shots right. See, it's a little doll hanging yeah, on the car. Have more of that shit, exactly. Yeah, just use the doll more often. The show or the just back of it. shamelessly do bad blue screen like the brownies. Like just fuck it. Who cares if yeah, it looks terrible? Yeah. But yeah, they just made it so it like, they try to bad. do it with yeah. like the shots <laughs> that they're trying to do. So often he's just sitting in the cockpit because they could do that shot easily of yeah. them like looking into the ship and him he's just reading out. the manual, yeah. reading the manual like... for the ship. Like this is exciting, but he's doing a lot of like uh, great face acting in those scenes where like the kids are kind of getting on his nerves. And he's doing a lot of like getting like flustered, kind of like puffed yeah. cheeks and doing some real old school kind of like slapsticky sort of great face acting going on. I made a note, but my final note that I took yeah. for the movie was. Was tiny man hanging on the car is the best thing I've ever seen. I love that. <laughs> yeah, it's really so. good. It's really fucking funny. Yeah, yeah. cool. It was very stupid. They yeah. should, yeah, they should have gone whole hog with the tiny little man and stuff. Yeah, oh, I loved at the end when he goes, "Now tell me, size doesn't count." It's like <laughs> it's not even like how the saying is. It's like size doesn't count. What? <laughs> <laughs> credits yeah, it's like, weird. so like what happened with the bomb like so he set off this like oh the, the bomb, bomb and yeah it, and it doesn't i was do so anything, confused right? by the bomb so the little head guy brings a bomb and that's what the the whole thing's like he brick bardo chases him across the yeah. galaxy or whatever to get this bomb and stop him but like the fucking thing goes off and nothing happens it, it acts like he's going to destroy about how the world, like, basically. But I guess since it's they're supposed small, to send anything within three parsecs to another dimension, to another dimension. yeah, specifically. But parsec? What's a parsec? Yeah, what is a parsec? I'm stupid. Just how big is? I don't a parsec? fucking know, man. Yeah, how big is a parsec? <laughs> <laughs> it <Let's> gets <laughs> eighteen hectares on one it's liter like, of kerosene. It's like three and a quarter light years. 
is one parts parsec. So it's like okay, so easily the entire planet. Away. Yeah. So even if you scale that to the doll size, that should still like engulf the world, right? Yeah, it should engulf no, like yeah, that's everything. The entire solar system. Because it's like you take it yeah. and you put it where it's like. So maybe it did work, and they are somewhere else. But actually, if like but if everything, it takes everything the entire is solar system puts in a different dimension, does that even do anything? No, yeah, yeah exactly. Does that exactly. accomplish yeah. anything? Nothing's going to really be different. If we take the sun with right? us, we'll be okay, I guess. You know? Yeah, it's going to be pretty much the same. <laughs> yeah. Brian and I, I were laughing too when we were watching it about uh, there's like the scene near the end, the big climax, where they're like basically waiting for, they're trying to bait Doll Man into yeah. showing up. They have uh, Debbie kidnapped. And uh, they, uh, at a certain point, they're like getting like fed up with waiting. And one of the guys is like, We've been waiting three hours for this doll man to show up. He's not coming. And Brian and I were like, what has he been doing exactly for three hours? Yeah. <laughs> like, because he gets there at the same time. It's showing him, like, everyone else. moving around the and he's dump just like, or yeah. whatever. He's yeah, just, he's like, just like crawling through pipes. Yeah. Getting spooked by rats. Crawling yeah. over, like, another thing. Looking at something. <laughs> I love that <laughs> probably scene. could have, like, Yeah. He could have got the action started a little faster. Yeah, the element of surprise is definitely in his favor. Like, I mean, he can just, he could kill everybody. We've seen him dispatch a whole room of guys in like 10 (laughs) seconds. So, he really made a mess of Debbie's apartment. He sure did. They have a strange relationship, and I wanted to talk about that a bit. Like, there's this weird sexual tension between them, and it's just like, that's how it's supposed to be written anyway, right? It's and it's just like, huh? And and you mentioned I, that she has a kid yet. Too. Yeah, the kid is in the movie and is like, yeah, he brings the like brings the whole neighborhood over basically to look at Doll Man. Yeah, constantly. It's like the opposite of ET. It's yeah. like they're trying to keep it secret yeah. and like with Doll Man, they're like, no, we have the Doll Man here. He's a murderer. <laughs> People are just walking up to her on the bus, being like. Hey, you know that doll man that lives with you? He killed all those guys, right? And she's like, "Yep, it, it rocks." You can, yeah. yeah. Thanks. Then, yeah. Meanwhile, they're all up there, and like Jackie or Errol Haley is like beating his mom up down in the street, and doll man just like jumps out the window. Dude, that scene was great. So good. Yeah. If he's tiny, glass would be like that'd be like me jumping through a wall, right? I mean, yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's pretty strong, I guess, is what they're implying. Also, is... did none of them notice that he did that? Because then they all leave to go to like the final location. Yeah, he jumps. He right? lands on the car. Yeah, he smashes through a window, lands on the car, and then they go to that who place. Who this action figure at the car? Which, like, for <laughs> him, that would be like that would be like a person jumping off the gold, the top of the Golden Gate Bridge or something. Yeah, like, hop up late. You know, like, <laughs> I'm assuming. You know, like, he would, do, like, do, do people on like vaporize do the in the meat? <laughs> do the citizens of Arturos have like a higher capacity? Well, they must have a higher capacity for healing than humans do. Because they get like blown in half and they're still basically alive. Yeah. So they must have, there must be a certain level of like, they're a little bit stronger or like harder. I think they're meant to be like cyborgs and stuff on Art- Arturos. What? Uh, they're part robot? I think so. I mean, that one dude's a floating head on like a drone. I, I, it just I thought kinda, that was just by necessity because the other guy had like blown Yeah, but I kind of figured that like implied that the other guys were some like a little bit cyborg. It takes a lot to be considered Maybe. a cyborg also. Yeah. Like technically you're a cyborg if you use a phone, I think. That counts. Whoa. 
<laughs> well, you... I don't. I know Pune doesn't really like cyborgs, so I don't know if they are cyborgs. <laughs> <laughs> he thought he could finally get away from them this time. Yeah, I don't know that. That was my take on that. Anyway, I thought it implied kind of a little bit that they were cyborgs or something. I guess he did have that thing in his hand that can like. We haven't mentioned that. that yeah, he's able to no, magnetize can, his like, gun back to his hand. Yeah, Sci- he gets out of a couple yeah, of tight places with that. Mm-hmm. There's a part is that yeah, like alien shit. Jackie or Haley gets his gun and it's hilarious because he's holding like a tiny little gun. Oh, he's, yeah, like, he's like a little he's dog. Like, now you taste like have a taste of this, and then he like uses this thing and takes it back from me. He's like, no, you, and it's like, what? <laughs> he does a second. He it's does like, it twice in the movie because he does it to people been earlier. Tasting it like he's been tasting mm-hmm. it the whole movie. Yeah, also he like shoots it several times already. He shoots Jackie Earl Haley again. And then he blows his arm off, and like, uh, then he gets the little gun and stuff. And like, the girl or Debbie is just like, still like, don't kill him, like it's not worth killing him or whatever. Um, and uh, like, he's mortally like wounded. He's, he's gonna die. Yeah, he's mortally wounded. It would probably be doing him a favor if he were to kill him. Is it supposed to mirror the scene earlier where the guy is like blown in half and smoking his cigarette? <laughs> He's like, don't kill me. You've already killed me. But then he's like, what? Are you not going to kill me? And it's like. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Real mixed messages. So yeah. is, it, is it like kind of mirroring that scene? And like, as oh, if. It's a whole like. Yeah. I didn't even consider that. I like it. I like that I, interpretation. I do think that Debbie is probably Pune's best written female character. Hmm. Um, I thought she was a pretty good character. Her character is pretty solid, and she has like legit motivations. Her the actress's performance is good, and like it doesn't like Pune has a lot of female characters in his body of work, and they're all like seem really obviously written by a man, and this one felt more like a real woman, I guess, and. You know, she's not going to win any awards, probably, but... Uh, she's going to work at the Toxic Sludge Factory. Yeah. She's I taking mean, care of her son and but, the Bronx. And... But yeah, the character is pretty, good, pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? Uh, I would hope so. Maybe. Probably not, yeah. though. Yeah, but, I thought she was like... I like that she didn't really have any love interests. I liked that their whole thing was like... Yeah, there's none of that. I actually really like that about the movie. That there's not really... It's very decidedly not a horny movie. Yeah. Which is kind of... Rare. I do think there's some weird energy between them. Just that 13-inch man joke, that was it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they do have that, but it's like... sexuality they had in there. I don't know. It's pretty light on the horniness, Mm -hmm. all things considered. It is. I appreciate that. Yeah, it is. Light on the horny and heavy on the doll man. That's what I'm... Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. um, Yeah, just blowing people up, being small. uh, Yeah. Check and check. Those are the two things I need in the movie. I like there's a line near the end when uh, Brick Bardo is like... uh, shooting all these guys and I think Jackie or Haley calls over like the walkie talkie or whatever. He's like, what the fuck's going on up there? And then, uh, 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 Tim Thomason has that great one liner where he's like urban fucking renewal or something like that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sure. I like that they, for, for his opening, his like very opening line in the movie, go, go way back to the beginning, but it's like the least badass, but also makes it kind of more badass. Like, little like monologue where he's just like where I think like the like the other cop is like what's your plan here brick and he's like <laughs> oh like, yeah I'm gonna, I don't I'm gonna separate about. okay I'm gonna wash my whites yeah he starts yeah. like describing doing laundry colors I'm gonna rinse that 
That's a little taste of his yeah. stand-up. Yeah. That's why, <laughs> that, was, you know. that, was, that was some Tomlinson uh, yeah, improv. At first, I didn't get it. I was like, oh, yeah, I guess they're at a laundromat. So he's saying, like, wink, wink, I'm going yeah. in there just to do my laundry, but really, I'm going to... See, I missed that it was a laundromat, even. I was just yeah. like, I don't know, it's just some non-sequitur. Yeah, yeah. 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 He, did, yeah he just throws the whole bag of laundry in there, and it's, like, like tied up tight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he didn't separate it out at all. It was a lie. Yeah, he's a he liar. He thought it would sound cool. Honestly. <laughs> <laughs> should we get into the rating? Yeah, I think I, I think, think we should. I'm out, of, I'm out of notes on this one. I mean, yeah, just in general, uh, uh, I think per, the plot's a little weird in this one. I mean, it it, it kind of misses some of the. There's not really chance for it to have the middle act hang like a lot of his movies have because the movie's honestly so short. And I mean, it kind of hangs, I guess, a little bit when they're he's just like at home and the you know dealing with the kid and stuff. There's like a couple scenes of that that seem like why is this happening again? But yeah, uh, <laughs> uh, but you know they really had to fill some time on this one. Like I, you can definitely tell they had like. 65 minutes of movie here that they just had to like it's a cyborg situation where it's like uh oh we gotta stretch this yeah. baby out yeah. a little bit you know but yeah. yeah absolutely i mean you can tell just why so much like they use just so much exterior footage a lot like and just leave and i mean it is like five solids of credits at the end which is very funny uh but yeah we can get into it uh is there a rating system? Oh, I thought you were yeah, getting into I'll explain. I'll like. I'll explain it. Uh, yeah, our rating. Our rating system is a classic Siskel and Ebert yeah. style. Yeah. Thumbs up, thumbs down. Got it. No middle ground. Uh, black and white. Don't be a coward. Great. Yeah. So we'll start. We'll start with you. Well, we'll start with you, Harry, uh, since you're our guest. Yeah. Just say, give a summation of what you thought, and then, uh, and then give a, a a thumbs up or thumbs down. Yeah. So going into this, this was my first. My first pune experience, mm-hmm. completely. I had nothing. I had no idea what this movie was about. I deliberately. That's insane that you didn't catch Nemesis, Captain America, Kickboxer two or four. Anyway. <laughs> he did Captain America. Oh, I may. I yeah. might have seen Captain From America 90, years ago. The nineteen ninety yeah. Captain America. I think yeah, I saw like a bootleg one. VHS of that many many years ago. That yeah, makes yeah, sense. Yeah, okay. That checks out. Actually. <laughs> um, I. Yeah, so I deliberately didn't really do any kind of research into this movie at all. I just wanted to... Yeah. I, I kind of went into it feeling like this is probably going to be like a puppet master sort of thing. And then I was talking... In my head, I was kind of... I was like, Charles maybe I'll Band. make it... Oh, okay. There you go. Yeah. And I was like, maybe I'll make some kind of mm-hmm. joke about it being like a Marvel movie that's like... Dollman, Ant-Man, but that actually is kind of what it ended up being anyway. Um, <laughs> yeah, oh, dude. <laughs> If if they had Tim Thomerson show up in Quantum Mania, oh, I would yeah. be there opening night. <laughs> if they paid respect Doll to Dollman in the new Ant Man movie, I would be there, my friend. Go um, that's the only thing that could get you back. <laughs> but yeah, I spent the yeah. first, I spent the first like twenty minutes of this movie being like, "Why is this called Dollman?" And the twist when I actually like, <laughs> and this is. <laughs> very shamefully, probably like 10, 10 seconds before they actually revealed it, where I actually figured out that he was small. <laughs> I was like so excited about that twist. And I was like, it all just made sense to me. Um, it was great. I loved it. Thumbs up. Nice. Brian? Yeah, okay. Uh, I definitely give this a very enthusiastic thumbs up. I think it's my favorite Pune. Um, he kind of is just at the peak of his game here and everything lined up for him, I guess. Uh, I mean, 
you know, there's definitely like it's not a perfect movie or anything. Like, none of his movies are flawless, but um, you know, there's like the effects that aren't that great. But it's just like a super fun movie to watch. The shots in the beginning when he's uh, facing off with the head guy, that whole scene is like shot like a western, and it looks fucking awesome. And all there's like really cool camera angles and just like long shots of them standing there facing off. Uh, and that scene kicks ass and the effect of the floating head is awesome. Um, yeah, I don't know. I could just go on about how much I enjoy this movie. I've seen it several times. Um, and it's like the movie I was probably looking forward to uh, talking about the most. Or one of them anyway, because there's so many great ones anyway uh i will stop rambling and pass it on uh but yeah enthusiastic thumbs up for me nice well i'll go i'll go next uh i really like this one i yeah definitely think it does a lot of strong stuff a lot of the stuff that he does well it uh, it is done well in this one uh, I do think it's not as strong like color work as some of his other ones. There's great. I think That's there's lots of really true. good shots in yeah. this, but he doesn't do as much with color in this one. It seems like maybe that uh, dropped off a bit, like in this part of his career, because I feel like Nemesis didn't have that much color work. That's yeah, like a year after did this Arcade. one. Yeah, uh, it's more light. Arcade had stuff, the blue shots you know, around like, the machine itself. Yeah, there's a lot of blue right. stuff there, but yeah. like otherwise, it's more like he's really. working with like shafts yeah. of light and darkness yeah, yeah. is sort of like his little punctuation but anyway, thing, sorry the but thing yeah. that makes this so good for me is the violence is really good in it i think the explosions are good like the actual practicals they do use like the floating head guy cool all that is sick i think like just the way it's made even though it's so short and it feels like they had to stretch stuff it's yeah. just like i still think it like it's out of any of these, this is one of the easiest I feel like to recommend to other people watch. Like I, it's like a harder sell for me to be like, yeah, watch, uh, I don't know, kickboxer two for right. someone like they're, it's going to, it's going to take some convincing for someone. I feel like, whereas with like doll man, I just, I don't know. I feel like it's a pretty easy wreck to, to <laughs> get, uh, and yeah, so obviously this is a, it's a thumbs up. It, it definitely rocks. I do, I do, I still, I forgot to say, I, I, I was, I do think some of the dialogue really is like just bad. There like is some definitely of that some stuff just sucks. <laughs> and like, especially again, the stuff at the beginning, all they just like really keep harping on their, them being fat ladies. And it's just like, they just drive that, st- I don't know. It's just like, it kind of bummed me out weirdly. Like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then, that was a very strange detail to include in the movie, which like didn't yeah, come up again at all. Yeah, they also like you know make fun of like little people in this as well, which I mean it's a m- movie from 1991, you know, but uh, it was just it was weird in that way. But everything else about it honestly rocked super fucking hard. Uh, it really had a good sense of like world building to me. It felt like they the who you know because Pune didn't write this one, but it felt like the writer definitely kind of thought about. Arturos and stuff. You <laughs> I think know? that Pune like, might have written this one. Uh, I looked at the. I saw someone else had a different credit. There I was a different that. writing credit, and I clicked that person, and the only thing they had written was Dollman, and the only other credit they had was the characters for Dollman versus Demonic Toy. And I've seen we've oh, seen yeah. this a few it's times a, with Pune. Like, is one of the writers on this. And then he wrote Chris the original idea hair. or whatever. It says that in, in the credits. It's like original story by Charles Band. It said that in Chris Arcade as well. I don't know. Arguable that, is, but, that whether that was original, but yeah, huh. thumbs up, cool. Reagan, 
I am going to echo you guys. I thought this is a great movie. It's not. My favorite is yet to come still. Yeah. Although Nem- Nemesis, I do think, is better than this Nemesis movie, is too. My but favorite, I think this, still, I, think. I agree I agree with, uh, with Luther Manhole <laughs> that this is one of the more easy to recommend. Like, Because even like Cyborg, I would feel kind of like a dickhead recommending that to just a regular person, you know? Even though it has Van Damme in it. And say, say even that the year is 1998, you know? And not 2023 or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Where Van Damme doesn't have, like hold as much purchase as he, he once right. did. But because um, that movie is really weird. And I think Nemesis is even a little more like. The acting's really bad on that <laughs> like one. A nor- like a normal movie. This movie does yeah. have some of like, the best Cyborg. performances in any of Pune's work. Like, like Jack Earl Haley and even the lady who plays Debbie are like doing good work. I totally yeah. agree. Yeah. I think that, yeah, that what puts this acting, one up. Yeah. We barely talked about that, but yeah, the acting is puts it over the top. And I mean, it's just a fun premise. I love. We didn't talk about this at all, but that movie, The Indian in the Cupboard, and the fucking I had some VHS I, as a kid that had love, like a little figure. I just love that came shit like it. that. You know, like yeah, I love miniatures and just I don't know. This is a fun movie. I wish they would have done more with it. Remake this movie now, says yeah, I. Absolutely. Get fucking. Get Mike Flanagan on it. <laughs> Let's get that GoFundMe oh, shit. No, we got to have Peter Jackson's yeah. the, the director. But uh, we'll have to start a campaign uh, for who, remaking Dollman. Who could fill Dollman's shoes? But uh, one last uh, stray. I think we should recast Dollman. Go oh, ahead, please. I was going to say one last stray observation was. Um, I know we were talking about Tim Thomerson, his uh, comedy chops or whatever those involved. But watching this, I was like. I could also imagine Leslie Nielsen in his role. <laughs> yeah, that would have been great. Yeah. If it was like Les, if this, if there was like Leslie Nielsen in this, and it was like like that, those kind of jokes. I think mm-hmm. this. I mean, this is already kind of a cult movie. I think that. I mean, this would be like take the next level. People would say it's one of the best movies of the '90s. You know, I think <laughs> absolutely. If it was, again, with Ted Danson too. I think yeah. either of those guys would there. really. Not to disparage Tim <laughs> Thomerson, I think he did pretty okay, but. Oh, he's great. I, I honestly think he's great. Yeah. I wish he was uh, in bigger movies. Yeah. He is in Near Dark. Yeah. He's the dad in Near Dark. Yeah. I totally he's forgot that. Fear and Living. He's in, um, Trancers. Yeah, Trancers. Yeah. Trancers is very yeah. similar to this. It feels like he's playing the same Charles character. Band. Yeah. That's another Charles Band. Uh, it feels This character in, in this movie feels pretty much like his character in Trancers. Um, okay. If you guys have seen those movies. Jack Death is the name Jack of Jack Death. At, yeah, yeah. yeah. Jack That's Death? up there with... Jack with, Death uh, and Brick Bardo. Nice. That's up there with uh, Arnold's character from Commando, John Matrix. <laughs> John Matrix. <Yeah. laughs> Dude, John Matrix. That's one of the best. That totally goes I mean, hard. Mason bad. Storm is another yeah. just amazing. Yeah, Mason Storm. Storm. That's Seagal and Hart. That's Seagal and yeah. Hard yeah. to Kill, Mason Storm. <laughs> yeah. What's he, what's shit. his, and Mark for Death, what's his name? His name is John Hatcher. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Hatcher. Nice. I used to remember all of those characters' names in those early movies. I can't remember it's, them all anymore. It's, let's see. It's Nico Toscani, yeah. Mason Storm, John Hatcher, Gino Fellino. Oh, yeah. Gino Fellino is a classic. K- Casey fucking Ryback. <laughs> yeah. Forrest Taft. 
Um, These are off the dome. I can confirm for yeah. the listener that Ray is staring into the, the camera right now. Yeah. Yeah. And just fully <laughs> With all these. that I've never seen before. <laughs> <laughs> Those are definitely accurate without even looking, I can tell you. Brian and I used to watch all of like the straight to DVD Seagal movies when they would come out. Yeah, like Brian would buy them all, and uh, I remember them being a brutal. They are brutal. There was a side character in one of them who was a pilot. Remember this, Brian? A pilot named Crash. Yeah, and and then and and he says because he never has or something because he never has. Yeah. Like is that something to brag about if you're a pilot that you've never crashed? Yeah. How long? (laughs) Seems like that's probably like the that's the bare minimum as a pilot. Yeah. How long do you have to go without a crash before they start calling you that? Like, mm-hmm. is it just, yeah. just hey, it's been six I mean, months and he has been, crashed Yeah, they've been yet. calling me crash for the last half a year or so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they finally realized they've never crashed. Yeah. Or it's an, yeah. or like, he completely made up that story. All of us, we've crashed and like are alive yeah. somehow. Except <laughs> for, yeah. He's been up and up his entire life. Yeah, I was really excited to do this episode with Harry because uh, we used to rent movies like this like all the time. Like we used to, we mm-hmm. remember watching fucking uh-huh. like Hell Comes to Frogtown and shit like that. We would watch all kinds. Oh, of Oh like, yeah, cool shit. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and it was Hell Comes to Frogtown is pretty rough to get through, honestly. <laughs> but I do love that movie. <laughs> it's like the middle is so boring. I like that, movie. that movie. Yeah, I like it. I've seen it a few times. It was just a movie that we used to like put on sometimes at like parties or whatever, or just like hanging out. Shut your hole. It's got a a good enough concept that it can just, I can ride out any boring parts because I'm like, you know what? Yeah. This is in a post apocalyptic frog world, so I'll take whatever I can get. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I love, I've got the Blu ray of it, but it is, it's, you know, it's a, it's something else. Anyway, fellas. Yeah, Harry, uh, I guess we're at the end of the show. So is there anything that you would like to plug at all? Anything at all? Um, well, yeah, as you guys mentioned at the beginning, um, I played a band with Brian, Bo's Denage, and I played drums in a band called Succumb, both on, uh, both on the Flenser. Um, yeah. both bands are just kind of in writing mode right now, but go and check out those albums if you can. And then, uh, yeah, Succumb I is know, awesome. I have a, Oh, thanks. Yeah. Hell yeah. Um, I have an Instagram where I sell t-shirts, like old metal shirts and stuff, which is oh, called it. Never Gonna Turn Down Again. So if that interests you, go check that out. Uh, but yeah, Hell that's yeah. about all I'm up to. Sound of Metal's available on Criterion. <laughs> is it a Criterion a, movie? Uh, it is, yeah. It is. I believe so. I just got a, yeah. I just got a awesome. two cent um, royalty check in the other day. Yeah, nice. baby. Gotta frame that. <laughs> Hell yeah! Two cents. Was that the first the one? Zids, baby. I've gotten two, and I think okay. they've both been two cents or something. Nice. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, well, you know, the honor <laughs> is infinite. <laughs> I'll tell you that. Well, all right. So, I'll. Uh, I guess I'll close it out. That's it for today. Uh, Star date. 2025. We've made it almost to the other side of the universe at this point. We go to across the universe. Next week, we'll be seeing another movie. (laughs) Bye. Bye. (laughs) Across Across the the universe.